All right, men, so we are in week two, and we are talking about self-worth, dignity, and validation. So I'm just going to give a brief uh, recap of what we talked about um, last week and just give you that analogy once again because it was so powerful. And that is um, a bar of iron, okay? A bar of iron worth $5, okay? You could take that same bar of iron and create horseshoes out of it and it can double its value, okay? And it could be $10. Uh, you could take that same bar of iron and turn it into needles for sewing and the value of the iron goes up to $3,500. And lastly, if you take that same uh, bar of iron and you make watch springs out of it, uh, the value of that could be $300,000. So that being said, I just wanted to tap us into um, inherent value. What that is, that's the value that we all have. It's the all lump of iron that we have all been given, okay? And within that, there are talents, skills, and resources that we can develop. It's called our life, okay? And so we can begin to make choices on what kind of life that we want to create and to begin to add value. Now, just because we have inherent value doesn't mean we actually add value to people's lives, uh, to our own life, and, and things like that. So we have to understand our worth, begin to walk in our identity for this to begin to flush out. So here's the problem though, that in, with, in each one of us, we have a measuring stick. And that is we begin to compare ourselves with other people. We compare ourselves with uh, statuses and traditions that take place inside of the world. And most all of this measuring stick is what it does is it tells us that we are not enough. Now, it doesn't matter what we are measuring to, the message that we are getting is that you are not enough. Now, in fact, for any sort of marketing to work, it has to identify with your pain and your feelings of inadequacy and not feeling enough. The world and its systems knows this completely, right? So it taps into that scarcity mindset and taps into that inadequacy so you can get this product so you could finally feel enough, right? And that's why when you see ads, you see beautiful people, uh, like for smoking ads, for example, I don't know if they still have these, but when they did, um, they were beautiful people, right? Uh, the drinking ads that are having a good time and they're partying, everything is cool. Uh, everything is fun, happy, beautiful people, right? And so give this image that um, you're, you're not quite adequate, right? And you need this product and you need this so you can feel like you are enough. So deep within every single one of us is this fear-based nature that feels inadequate, that feels like we are not enough, okay? And we have this concept and this belief system in our mind that we will not be good enough until, okay? We'll not be smart enough, uh, 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 fancy enough, uh, good enough, all of these different things that uh, play into it until, okay? Until something happens. And this is very detrimental and sometimes it even feeds this self-growth movement that we are so unhappy with ourselves and we're so discontent on where we're at and frustrated all the time. And we say to ourselves that I'm not going to be as satisfied until I achieve this level of, of self-development and growth, right? 
Now the problem with that is, is that our measuring stick constantly changes, right? And that is what we are looking to for inspiration. What we're trying to measure up to is a shifting bar, okay? It's not a bar that just stays there, right? This is the way um, income increases year after year after year after year, right? So if you had a bar of saying, you know what, I wanted to reach uh, $50,000 a year, and you had that goal like 10 years ago, that goal is totally <laughs> not very relevant right now because the bar has steadily gone up. Okay, And this is what I, I want you to understand as far as self-worth is concerned when we put it on the exterior. That means I'm going to depend on something outside of me to make me happy and so I can feel worthy. When, I, when we begin to do that, we begin to rely on external sources on a bar that constantly moves, right? And it's crazy because we think that we have achieved the bar or we get to the place and location where we want to be only to look up and see that the bar has moved even farther, okay? And this is really the rat race of life and this is the American dream and all of this different stuff. But it all comes down to is that you are not blank enough. Now you fill that in. You are not that enough. And that's what everything around us is communicating to us. So we can begin to set out on a pursuit uh, to go after worthiness. Okay. And this is why it's so detrimental because we are trying to achieve something that we already are. Okay. Now inside of Christ, inside of the gospel and the transformation that is taking place inside of our lives, the worthiness factor is done. We are enough. We are his child. We are, uh, you know, inside of the kingdom and all of these different things. It is a given fact. It is done and it is complete. There's nothing that I could do that would make me more than enough, right? More than I already am. There's nothing I could do that is going to make me more righteous. And so giving up this quest and pursuit is understanding and living from the place where you understand you are enough. Now, this is different. Now, when we set out and pursue it, it's some distant uh, location, some distant place far away. And we set out to pursue this in order for me to be enough. I need to achieve this. I am seeking enoughness. Okay. And it's somewhere out there. So I set out on my pursuit, my quest to be enough. Right. Hoping someday I will be. Right. But the flip side is this, is that God speaks identity and self-worth inside of us and he tells us to be clothed with dignity and honor and all of these different things. And we are to walk as if we were to walk in that as a present tense reality, not in a future blessing. Okay. A present tense reality is something that is real. It is tangible. And it is something that I believe in this present moment. Now this begins to affect my behavior in a radical way because what begins to happen? If I believe that I'm enough and that I am adequate and that I am worthy, I could begin to walk worthy. I don't, the Bible says to walk worthy like four or five times, right? Inside of the New Testament, walk worthy of the calling to which you were called. And so understanding this, that we are called to a code of conduct and to a behavior and a course of life that walks worthy and understands that they are adequate and they are enough, okay? And this in turn begins to radically begin to affect our behavior. But on the flip side, if we're looking to external things, and this is, this is really where our addiction comes from. We were looking to an external source, a substance to somehow uh, make us enough, right? 
to somehow bring us the comfort that we were seeking for, uh, whatever the need that you had and the lack, you thought that somehow addiction was going to fulfill that need and to uh, somehow make you happy in some way, okay? So behind this is a trust in an external source. And it is looking at the measuring stick of, let's just say example self uh, for net worth, right? And I will be enough, I will be adequate when. And that's the lies and the belief statements that we put up in our mind, okay? And when it comes to net worth, we say, you know what, I'm going to be happy, I'm going to be satisfied when I have $500,000 in the bank, when I have my house paid off, when I'm making you know, six figures, seven figures, I'm not sure where, where you're at in, in your financial walk, okay? But whatever it is, if we put worthiness outside of us and we are, ex we are seeking it through that external measuring stick of net worth, we are not going to feel worthy unless our net worth measures up to that standard. Now here's the way life works though. And I've seen it work in so many people's lives, right? You think that you're rocking it, you think that you're enough because you got six figures, seven figures, it doesn't matter, right? And some, something, life happens, you know? Uh, an IRS tax code, you didn't know, right? All of a sudden the IRS is after you or uh, something you didn't really understand and, and businesses have shifted and, and now all of a sudden your net worth doesn't measure up to your standard, right? What begins to happen? When we put our trust inside of our net worth for our identity and for our self-worth, what is going to happen is we're going to be stripped and we're going to feel like nothing, okay? And we're going to feel like a loser and we're going to be discouraged and depressed and we're not gonna understand who we really are. And all of these different things are going to take place just because of our measuring stick of I'm not good enough until my net worth matches what I believe will make me enough, okay? And this is not understanding that you can have millions in your bank account but be empty in your heart, <laughs> right? And we've seen this play out in many celebrities, empty, you know, amazing bank account, empty heart. Mm -hmm. uh, cash flow, something awesome, but love flow, not so much, right? Uh, surrounded by people yet lonely. We hear all the stories, we know, right? And so the, the, the problem is, is that, you know, when we put the measuring stick on, on net worth, and that you, you could drive the nicest car, right? And be bankrupt inside of your soul. And we know that money doesn't equate happiness. But when we, once we understand that our self-worth, our identity, and that we're stopped the quest, the quest to be enough, and realize that we are, then we live and stand in a place of power, and then we can use our net worth to create legacy and fulfillment, because it's not an ego thing. There's so many external things that we place and prop in our life, and all they are is ego things, right? And that they fill us up with status and pride and, and all of these different things. Uh, when we release those and let go of those and say, you know what, I'm not going to depend on external things to define who I am. 
I'm not going to depend on external status and all these different things to tell me I am enough. I'm going to believe in my self-worth, my dignity, and my honor, and believe that I am adequate and that I am enough right now in this moment, and I'm going to begin to walk in that. Another uh, measuring stick is association with others, right? Uh, you know, people say it's, you know, a fulfilled life. It all comes in uh, who you know. And this has the idea of like being popular, having influence, uh, being in a, a position of authority, becoming a, a go-to guru and a source and an expert in your field and all of these different things. And we say, you know what? I'm not going to, uh, I'm not enough until, okay? I've done this myself. I'm like, I'm not enough until I'm 200 pounds and then I'm, you know, uh, that my body looks like my soul does because my soul is lean and fit and just like, um, you know, going going hard and, and just good, right? And I begin to tell myself that um, I'm not enough until my body begins to match my soul. Not understanding that that once I begin to grab a hold of my identity and believe that I am worthy and I am adequate and I am enough, I'm going to begin to flesh that out and walk it out. It's going to become with more ease, okay? And it's not going to be an external ego thing that's, a, oh, no, I'm 200 pounds and look at me and look at all the stuff that I'm doing and the exercises. You know the people that all they do is talk about uh, their new health craze and their exercises and stuff. It becomes super, super annoying. They're just stuck on themselves and, and everything. You know what I'm talking about. You've been around people like that. Uh, you definitely don't want to become those. So... Uh, measuring stick of association with others with influence. I'm not good enough until I have this influence. And this really comes to like um, definitely marketers and social media and business and stuff like that because, um, you know, we want to gain followers, right? We want to uh, feel like we're making an impact in all these different things. Well, the reality is once we begin to depend on numbers, we are saying that I am not worthy and I am not enough until this number reaches this, right? And that is that maybe for this podcast, maybe you're a podcaster or maybe um, maybe you wrote a book. Maybe uh, you, you rely on social media and your followers and stuff and you say, you know what, I'm not... Uh, I'm not enough as an author until so many people buy my book. I'm not enough as a podcaster until I have so many downloads and so many people listen to me. And I'm not enough on social media as an influencer until I have this amount. You get what I'm talking about. So all of it relates to an ego thing and a, a, a putting enoughness somewhere in the future um, that you are not currently right now. Uh, this becomes something very detrimental. Another uh, measuring stick is basing our worth on what we do. Now, I learned a long time ago from a Bible teacher. Uh, she said that we need to separate our who from our do. And that is our, uh, what we do flows out of our identity. And we need to be thoroughly established in our heart about who God says we are and be established in that identity. And then our behavior will follow suit. But what we often do is do flip side, right? And that is that we let our behavior determine who we are. And that is that if we behave well, then we are good. Uh, if, we, if, if we don't behave well, then we're not so good. And then what begins to happen is who we are in our identity and what we perceive ourselves to be is based upon our perfect performance. 
and it's based upon the bar that we have set. And once again, it's a standard of worthiness and enoughness that is external to you and it's based upon performance. Now, religion masters at this, right? They said all these standards and all these commandments and if you measure up to it, then God will love you. And if you don't measure up to it, you can expect thoroughly for him to smite you, right? And the lightning bolt is going to come down and you are going to be dust and ashes, right? You get what I'm talking about. So basing your self-worth on what you do is another external source. So self-worth, it comes down to this very question. Am I enough? Where do I get my enoughness from? Where do I tap into the power that is going to make me adequate? Where do I get the talent, skills, and resources in order to be successful at life? Okay. And this all comes down to God's activity inside of your life. Uh, responding to him as a father, knowing him as love, right? And just really experiencing that in a very experimental fashion. Getting connected to God as love, listening to his voice, and, and, and being led by his promptings is what this life is all about. Now, many people want to lead you to commandments, right? They say that you must keep law. And what it all correlates to is that you go throughout the Bible and you find every precept and, and you must measure up to it to, to be righteous or to be okay with God. And the bottom line is, is that we'll never measure up to that, okay? We need to understand that we that somebody had measured up for us and we're trusting in that work and in that power and that it's operating through our lives and that we can now live in peace. Now, it's kind of like this, that um, if you've ever had parents who were perfectionist, um, I haven't, uh, but if you have, um, you know that they had very high standards and they set the bar really high and in their mind, they, they did that because they seen your potential and they wanted you to achieve. But also, you were a direct reflection of them. And so if you succeed vicariously, they succeeded, right? And they had so much of their identity as a parent wrapped up in the child, right? And so this is what begins to happen in that perfectionist environment that, that we never measure up, right? And that the, the parents are always critical and not really uh, supportive of uh, who you are and what you're becoming. And we take that whole ident I identity and we put it on God. Like he's some perfectionist God that has all these standards that you're not measuring up to. And that he is frustrated and he is disappointed with you all the time. And you just can't seem to measure up. And he's just thinking, man, why can't you get it right? What's wrong with you, right? And this is the perfectionist mindset uh, that we take in uh, with God. So we are bombarded with information daily that communicates that we are not enough. And we like to think that churches, uh, the spiritual message, are exempt from this. Um, but a lot of times it's just not the case. Um, if you are involved in a healthy church, um, you're part of the minority. Uh, most churches, uh, what they do is thoroughly try to convince you how bad you are, right? Uh, actually, most of the services conducted week after week are to tell you how bad you are. 
to get you to measure up to the standard, get you to recommit, uh, give your life to God again and again and again and again and recommit, backslide, recommit, backslide, recommit, and you get the process, right? And so all you do is go and hear how you are not enough. And the message is not going forth about how righteous you really are, about how you are in a loving relationship with the loving Father, and that you are connected to His power, and it can begin to operate inside of your life. Like, all that is missing. All that has come forth is a moralistic form of Christianity that keeps you in the rat race of being stuck, of trying to measure up, okay? And so if you happen to, to be in that, recognize it and see that and begin to consume the truth and begin to listen what God says about you, who you are and what you have and his power and his activity that is taking place inside of your life. This is what is going to begin to change you. So Southworth says, I am enough in spite of whatever external circumstances I am facing. Okay. And that is who we are as a person doesn't change based upon our circumstances. And that is really, really getting out of that, uh, that form of Christianity that, that God is uh, wishy-washy and flippy-floppy and, and all that stuff. That he somehow responds to us according to our behavior, right? That it's called daisy petal Christianity. He loves me. He loves me not. If uh, you know things are going well in my life and circumstances are in my favor and my family is healthy and everybody's mentally sound and all these different things, then God loves me. Uh, if somebody in my family gets hurt or we're struggling uh, mentally or emotionally or or things are going on, it's evidence of his his divine displeasure and he loves me not. Okay. And so getting out of this game only happens by be, being thoroughly established inside of your self-worth. Begin to understand who you are inside of his family. So if we're looking for worth on the outside, we'll never find it. We will never find it. We'll, we will be in an endless quest and what I've noticed inside of this is that um, one of these kind of ring true inside of our life. That there are four like really dominant personality styles. The high D that wants to be uh, respected, uh, who is very, uh, uh, has a very strong will. You know, we see these uh, men as, as uh, CEOs of companies and all this different stuff. Then we have the high I, this very influ influential person who uh, who is of uh, the life of the party and has relationships, okay? And this person wants to be liked. So we have this person up here that wants to be respected, and we have this person that wants to be liked. And then we have the, the S, the steady personality. This is a, uh, the real kind of warm, caring, loving person, takes on the burdens of others, is often overweight, okay? And this person, all they wants to do is for you to know that they care. Okay, I care. <laughs> and then we have the other one, uh, the other man who, you know, is intellectual and smart and uh, wants to be esteemed and regarded as educated and elite. Okay. And so this is kind of, we, we fall into some category of these behavior patterns. Okay. It's impossible for us not to fall uh, uh, dominantly in one area.
okay? And what it is is that whatever we want, you know, inside of our behavior pattern, that we place our identity and our worth inside of that and say, you know what, I'm not enough until people respect me, right? I'm not enough until people like me. I am not enough until people know that I care or that care until they care about me. And I am not enough until people think I am smart. Okay? And dropping all these external things and saying, you know what, I am enough even if people don't respect me. I am enough even if I am not the life of the party and I don't have all these friends and all these influence. I am enough even if I don't have uh, people talking well about me or, or have this relationship or that relationship, I'm still enough. And I am still enough even if I'm not regarded as an expert or even if I'm not uh, validated for my brains, okay? Now within uh, this concept of validation, wherever we seek validation, unhealthy validation, that is where we, we are getting our self-worth from, okay? Now, the validation is just, uh, uh, to explain in a very easy term, it's just the like button on Facebook, right? You post something, it's from your belief system, it's from your mindset, it's from your life, um, and, uh, whether you get a like, that is a validation, right? If you don't get a validation, then you get an argument, right? And this is what takes place on Facebook too. You don't get validated. And that is you post something somebody doesn't agree with. You feel like it attacks. You're not respected. You're not influenced. You're not uh, whatever personality profile you fall. You're not smart. You're not educated anymore. And they begin to attack that. And all of a sudden, this lack of validation begins to create a conflict, now the same thing that takes place on social media is the same thing that takes place inside of our lives. And I've found myself like seeking validation in numbers, seeking validation in likes and all of these different things. And the crazy thing is in the marketing world, like people pay for that stuff. Like a lot of this stuff that you see on social media, you think is real followers, you think it's real likes, you think all this stuff, but usually it's all fake, right? And that is because uh, they want the validation of the numbers and they're not good enough until they reach the certain number and they'll buy likes because they're not good enough until they get certain likes. You get what I'm talking about? And so when we take this scenario and say, you know what, I am not enough unless I get a like. And then that it takes place inside of relationships that I am not worthy and I'm not enough unless you agree with my perspective. You see how deep this goes. And what we're looking for is validation from another person. And we'll go into more of that uh, tomorrow. But what I want to really focus on as we close this out is when we look at our deficiencies and all the things that we don't have, we begin to focus on those. And we begin to see in all the areas where it very well could lead that would show us a mental picture that we are not enough. And so what we have to do is begin to understand 
who we are and what we have so we can rest in confidence in our self-worth, in our dignity, that whether we have deficiencies in our life or not, it doesn't affect who I am and what I have. It doesn't affect my place in the kingdom. Okay? And getting to that place is where we, we detach from the exterior validations. And what we do is we begin to tap into the validation of God that He begins to validate us. He begins to tell us who we are. He begins to tell us we are enough and all of these different things. And this internal validation begins to take place where we rely less and less on external. And let me tell you something like very powerful. Jesus had to manifest this in a very powerful way, right? His first sermon, they wanted to throw him off a cliff, <laughs> right? I'm not sure if you're aware of that, but his first sermon uh, he gives, and they, the Bible says that they took him to a cliff so they can cast him down headlong. And that means he said something that pissed him off so bad that they wanted to murder him on the spot, okay? And that is that he didn't have this manifestation of all this external validation, right? There was nobody pressing the imaginary like button on Jesus, right? And we, we got to understand that, that, that Jesus was so controversial that he, 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 <laughs> he was the, the ultimate example of what is taking place today inside of cancel culture. And that is, Jesus was canceled to the point in his first sermon, they tried to kill him, and then thereafter they begin to plot how they could take his life, okay? That's how controversial it was. But to get to that state where it doesn't matter, whether I feel like people are validating me or not, that is a powerful place to be. That's the place that I want to be. And it's funny that as we wrap up all of these lessons that, that we have been through, um, that it's going to kind of come and close and climax to these statements here. That I need to detach from external validation and I need to get my validation from God. I need to get off the roller coaster Christianity of trying to depend on my worth and my value based upon my performance, based upon these exterior things of wealth, prosperity, influence, intelligence, and all of these things. Detach from those and get my significance, get my worthiness from the Spirit of God and His activity inside my life. You see, once we do that, we get out of the cycle of trying. You see, the Bible doesn't tell us to try. It tells us to rely. And that is we think that we need to struggle to be good enough. And what this looks like is that God gives you some, uh, you get inspiration from the word. You see some holy ideal and you begin to struggle to measure up to that standard. And you place that standard and say, you know what? I am not going to be good enough. God is not going to love me and I'm not going to be worthy until I do this or I stop doing this, right? And so we, we muster up all the willpower we can necessary. And we're like, I'm going to do this. I'm committed. I'm 100. I'm 100%. I'm all in. And we go with our willpower to begin to attack these behavior patterns that have been in our lives for 30, 40 years, right? And, and we begin to try and muster all the willpower we can. 
and we're bopping along well for a little while and we're on cloud nine we're rocking it we're doing all these things right and then somewhere along the way we slip we fall short we don't measure up to the standard okay and what that causes is what a deflation all of a sudden we go back down and spiral into the pit and go into sadness and despair God is mad at me. God doesn't love me. I'm so stupid. I don't measure up and all of these different things, right? And what happens is that we no longer have the validation of our performance, okay? And our performance is no longer clicking the like button. There's no more validation, okay? And all of a sudden, our, our self-worth and our identity sinks. And the reality that I want to give you is this is that nothing has changed between you and God. You didn't get kicked out of the family. You, your identity didn't change. Your, uh, your resources didn't change. Nothing actually changed except your perspective and how you view yourself now based upon your performance. And so what we do, we circle around in the pit of despair until we what? We muster up enough courage and willpower to try again. Yeah, I'm gonna try again. And so we get it up. This time I got this, right? And we're trusting again in our own willpower. We're seeking validation from our performance. And what happens again? We fall. And we'll do this every time. Every time we seek external validation from our performance, we will show how faulty that logic is. What should take place? I had the situation. I might have lied. I might have got angry. I might have not kept the standard, right? And I might feel a little bit of guilt for not doing so. Understanding that I am resting inside of the love of God. My identity does not change. His love for me has not changed. And I am the same. Now, I can feel this empowerment. Now I know that I am worthy. Now that I know that I'm enough, I get up and I walk this thing out. What begins to happen? I don't spend time in this pit with the club beating myself up. I don't spend time in this shame loop or this lack of validation. I don't do none of that. I just get up and I keep on walking. <laughs> uh, and this is the way that it's designed to be when you understand your worth. All right, brothers, we are going deep into validation uh, tomorrow. Uh, for you guys, it'll be next week. But uh, I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.